0: and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is
1: Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. We've got another exciting show for you today as we talk about how to overcome. I always think about Mandisa's song, Overcomer. You are an overcomer. You were meant to overcome, to be explosively, powerfully dynamically amazing in this world. And there are some basic things that you can learn to be able to overcome. One of those is getting information and then making powerful decisions. Another of those is prayer. But then it's also really important that we listen to the stories of other people who have overcome. What did they do? How did they get through it? What allowed them to be now in the place where they're overcoming and sometimes just as kind of a little bonus piece of that sometimes what we really just need is we need to have perspective as to what we're going through versus what other people are going through so as I talk with all three of these international best-selling authors I want you to really listen for how in your own life you can overcome, for the questions that you've got, and how can you find the answers, do the research and find that out. And more importantly, how can you go to God in prayer? There are people who have been through things and they have amazing stories to share with you of how they overcame. We can glean information from them and each of us then show up powerfully. And by doing that, more than anything else, that's how we can live our lives as a thriving entrepreneur. I've got three really great guests here for you, so we're going to jump right into it. Let's take a quick commercial break, and then let's really learn how to overcome here on Thriving Entrepreneur.
2: Could talk with Steve, it's proven, it's guaranteed, it's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny.
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Welcome back. We're going to jump right into it first with the book that is going to share with you some stories of people who have overcame so that you can begin to see and get a vision for overcoming. Are you ready for it? Here we go. All right, we're live. I am here joined by the author of Overcoming Life's Obstacles, a really great anthology book. We have the primary author for it. Her name is Shauna Melissa Stockman. She is currently sharing this with her list on Facebook. All right, so I'm live. just filling time here. Um, I heard myself in the background there, so she must have gotten the right page now. Um, And uh, once you've got it all shared, we will jump into a fun conversation about the book, Overcoming Life's Obstacles. In the meantime, let me, in case you didn't read it in the description, give you the link. You can get your free copy of Overcoming Life's Obstacles today by simply going to that link that I just shared there Uh, You can get the book for free today. It's an amazing book. Um, There's a whole list here in the description of all the authors that are in the book. Um, Some really incredible people that are not only are they doing amazing things in life, but it's fun um, and it's good for us to look at the things that other people are overcoming. Sometimes I think what happens is, is we get so stuck in the middle of our own stuff that it just feels like the worst ever. And then uh, God has a way of kind of bringing into our face. It's like, look at all of the things that everybody Mm -hmm. else is going through. Um, And it makes the stuff that is just so big in our own world uh, go back down into the perspective of how little it really is. So, Melissa, are you ready?
3: Yes. Can you possibly share it to my wall? Because my obstacle right now is it will share everywhere but to
1: my own wall um let me see if i can do that real quick here i am um, this is a fun new live for us folks we're doing technology as we speak actually this isn't even the first time i've done technology um uh you know while i'm doing a facebook live is it you guys have seen it before and um uh trying to oh try i got it look at that them. did you get it to share to your wall yes Okay, well, there you go. I won't even have to share it then and you got to see the side of my face too while I was looking over the other yes so, all right, are you ready to have fun conversation about your book?
3: Yeah, definitely fun time okay.
1: well then join me in welcoming Shane. thank Bush. you for having me so wanted to be here yeah, absolutely so tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world
3: okay. I'm Shana Melissa Stockman, and basically I'm a holistic healer and a nurse practitioner in the industry for over three decades now. And I literally went from heart failure myself, overdosed by the doctors and left hopeless by the specialists to healing myself and now helping a lot of others also, feel better, re-energize, be happier, often without meds.
1: So there are a bunch of people in this book. Let's start there. Do you happen to have the list in front of you? Sure. Right up here.
3: I've read this manuscript 2,000 times to edit it.
1: So can you tell us (laughs) each of the person's names and what they're talking about that they overcame? Sure. That would be great. So um we literally have in this book
3: Overcoming Life Obstacles. Um I was the producer and one of the contributing authors. There's literally about 30 of us from around the world, several different states, and a few different countries as well. We have Canada and Australia as well. We have ordinary to literally extraordinary. We have everyday people, just there, we're not real authors by trade. We're real people with real struggles that overcame and we want to show the world um that you're not alone in your similar struggles to give you hope and inspiration and the knowledge and tools you need to overcome your similar obstacles at an expedited uh rate so we have uh let me just go through some of the authors okay um oh Michelle King. She's from Minnesota. She is a three time divorcee. Divorcee rates in the US are over 50%. So she is the pro at divorce and is helping others to expedite the pace. We have um you want me to go down most of them? Because there is about 29. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We have huh? Yeah, go through all of them. Okay, cool we have veronica g and ferry oh my god she has a heart of gold this lady has overcome um well i could disclose it because it's in the book it's not a secret everything from abuse as a child to physical mental sexual people can so relate to these stories cancer battles on and off for years given a death sentence of stage four cancer in 2018, almost four years ago now, told you had two months left to live. Just yesterday we announced she is in partial remission and it is no longer in her blood due to both merging the chemo and the biohacking that I do. Um, We have um, also discussed in the book is multiple personalities as a coping mechanism from abuse um we have her husband the spouse who writes his side of the story how it was to cope with someone with cancer and they're in new hampshire um john mcgill is in australia He is a Harley advocate, and he writes about losing his wife to cancer, his wife of many, many years. So there's a lot of really good struggles in there. We have Corinne and Jocelyn Martin. I'm getting chills. Their mom was a dear friend of mine, Michelle Martin. They're in New York. They lost their mom to the battle of uh, a malignancy, and they wrote about their battle and losing their mother. We have my niece, Shannon Kabori with her amazing artwork. She's going to college now for art. And speaking of art, we have the Scott Jacobs in our book, world renowned artist. We have some of his, he's in Dakota. We have some of his artwork in the book and on the back cover. Um, especially good for those Harley lovers. He, he does a lot of surreal paintings that look like pictures and exactly mm-hmm. like pictures, especially Harleys. He's the licensed artist for Harley, Ford, Chevrolet, Coca-Cola, Elvis Presley, Marilyn Monroe. Um, we have Dr. Terry Rona, she is the dance doctor. She overcame, uh, she's in New Jersey, overcame ADHD and dyslexia to become a, not only a doctor, but a surgeon. Um, and she had to end her dance career, and now she's the surgeon for dancers. Um, We have Maria Krasis, who literally uh, was from another country, an immigrant to the U.S., and had open-heart surgery as a little baby, and then came to the U.S. to live. So she talks about her struggle with her, her husband's uh, heart problem, and immigration, Anne Marie Hess, also a fellow Long Islander and eight o'clock shotter, she discusses her, um, her obstacle that she had to overcome was her son's special needs and how biohacking really helped him as well. Um, Heather dis- discusses losing her mom, her dearest friend. She's also in Long Island. Joyce Michaels Goldstein writes about a trauma she had as a child being um, bullied and beat up by the gang and her parents and maybe the mom not being as supportive. Um, Constantinos, another Long Islander, wrote about he was a bodybuilder, pro bodybuilder, and he fell a few stories during work. His coworker died. It was a lethal accident and he had multiple surgeries. Um, Jenny Stapleton went from caregiver to caregiver coach. She is in Canada. Her husband um, all of a sudden became paralyzed and she had to switch roles. Um, So we have a lot of good stories. We have Bob Palacastro uh, is the founder of Angela's House. His little girl was a special needs child, Angela. And He had to commute a far distance to go visit her. So he created a nonprofit to have children stay on Long Island with 24-7 nursing in a regular home setting. Um, We have Rich Gambali, who battled cancer and won. Uh, Lori Zucker, who lost her little girl to a malignancy. Um, John Court is a record-breaking professional athlete who broke the Kentucky Derby just before COVID for being the oldest man ever to compete in the Kentucky Derby uh, at 55 and keep up with the youngins, and he thanks that to biohacking. Um, Sylvia Jones is originally from Jamaica, lives in the UK uh, prior um, talks about her fight for life and how I, as her nurse practitioner and biohacking, helped her. We have Victoria Seavey, who discusses her, um, her medical disorder and leaving her, um, looking for hope and inspiration. Uh, Deanna Taylor lost three of her, uh, three babies, uh, two were stillborn, and one did not survive much after birth. Um, Peter Gillian is in Australia and she talks about her assault, um, her sexual assault as a child and having to go to school and face these same children every day. Um, Misty Lane wrote about her tragic motor vehicle accident that killed a young child. Um, and she made her master message. Dominique Hayes also wrote about her sexual abuse as a child and going from victim to empowering herself to overcome. Um, Heidi D'Angelo wrote about being um, deaf and overcoming that, a disability. And DK Warrior, Warner, wrote, Warner wrote about um, the corporate world, how, you know, sometimes you're just miserable going to work every single day. So they're all different states, um, a few different countries. And let me see if I skipped anyone. Just give me one second. And myself, of course, you know, I went from a heart failure and hopeless by the specialist and overdosed by the doctors to helping heal myself without meds and now showing a lot of other people, like all these other readers, that there is hope and inspiration and knowledge and tools that they can use to overcome their similar obstacles at an expedited pace. And I think I got everyone.
1: I hope. What a great group of people. So tell me, what was your favorite part about this book? What did you enjoy the most about uh, putting together the book and your story and all that?
3: Getting it done. <laughs> <laughs> um I love helping people. And that's why I went into nursing. I really love helping people. And I wish, you know, my grandma was my idol. And after she passed, I didn't have anyone that I can look up to that had already been there, done that and could teach me. So I think a lot of other people can look at this and have hope, like, And inspiration, like, wow, this story is a lot like mine, and they overcame, and what can I do to overcome? So it's just, um, it's empowering, and it's like the road less traveled, right? Why does everyone have to take the road less traveled? I've already been there, done that. I can show them how. The three-time divorcee can show them how to get through it. And um, I learned this. Smart people learn from their own mistakes, but wise people learn from the smart people's mistakes. So I want everyone to just read this book and be wise.
1: Mm, I love it. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, talk to me a little bit about biohacking and what you do in the world. Tell us, what does that mean?
3: Okay. Biohacking is basically... Hijacking, right? Hijacking means you're taking control over something. So biohacking, when we break up words, it's a lot easier to understand. Bio is like our biology, and hacking is taking control over it. So we're learning to take control over our own biology. We used to believe we were just stuck with our parents' genetics, right? Where it's not longer like that. We we inherit the genes, but we have the power, and I want to empower people to realize this: we have the power to decide if those genes are coming out or not. For instance, um, I've seen a study with identical twins looked exactly alike, right? Exact genes, separated at birth, reunited when in their forties, fifties. They, one looked so much older. She was smoker, eating junk food out in the sun a lot. Identical genes, same family history. The other one, I believed, exercised, ate healthier, looked a lot younger. And another example is my grandma. All her siblings had diabetes. She watched what she ate, watched her sugars, kept her weight down, never developed diabetes. So we have the power to decide a lot of the time if a gene is going to be expressed or not. We can actually choose if we're going to have diabetes. And another example is I had a patient once come in, um, over 300 pounds, first time I met him blood pressure high, sugars high, family history. He said it runs in the family. I said, you know what? It's your family that showed you how to eat these bad foods and sedentary lifestyle. And that's what caused the weight, which caused the high blood pressure and the diabetes. Once I empowered him to know that, And I said, if you don't watch it, you're going to end up on insulin and pills for blood pressure, sugars. Um, He dropped 100 pounds. I helped him lose 100 pounds. His diabetes went away. His hypertension went away. He was off the meds. His knee pain went away. He wasn't dragging around 100 pounds, and he was more energetic. So we have the power, and I want to help people understand that. They're not just stuck with their genes.
1: That's perfect. Yes. Somebody... Can I add
3: this? I'm sorry. So biohacking, what we do is we do it through something called nutrigenomics. Nutrigenomics is by things we ingest, nutrients, helping to decide if certain genes are going to be expressed or not. So these could be with foods or different herbals that... Um, And for me, it's not, I call it not active, not supplementation, but activation. We're actually by nutrients, we ingest activating pathways in our body to do what they used to do and should be doing.
1: That's perfect. Sorry. So um, what can a person do if they would like to um, work with you and, and learn more how to biohack themselves? That's a great question. I deal with The whole realm, from
3: literally the newborn baby to the 100-plus-year-old, the professional athletes, because it's not a banned substance and doesn't break into banned substances. So I deal with not only the super healthy that want to stay super healthy, but also I have a lot that come to me. They've been to a lot of specialists, a lot of doctors who say, try this, try that. They still have symptoms. They're still getting worse. And those are the ones, after they come to me, they say, Melissa, Oh my God, you're the first one in all these years that introduced to me activation, not supplementation. And thanks to you, I'm off all my meds and I haven't felt this good in years. And I love hearing those stories. I have one recently that said decades. Imagine that you haven't felt this good in decades. Wow. So a lot of them come to me after all the specialists and and then they find out about me. Um, They can reach me a couple of different ways. Um, I do seminars and webinars a lot on Zoom. I do personal one-on-one consultations as well. They can, um, my website's under a tiny bit of construction right now. The one for the book is overcominglifeobstacles.com. And the one for the biohacking is World Wellness Expert dot com that's world expert dot com they can click contact um and i will get an email from them and i apologize about a little construction come back soon but there is the links are up and working
1: so give us all one tip what is the number one thing we can do to begin biohacking ourselves today read the book
3: and then go to my website world wellness experts See about my upcoming seminars and contact me. It's like this. You know, we th- it kind of irks me a little bit that we put our seatbelt on right before we get in a plane. Okay. Buckle up before that plane takes off. Steve, do you know the odds of that seatbelt helping you? Do you have any idea?
1: Uh is is less than zero an option? <laughs> yes.
3: The odds, okay, a lethal plane crash, the odds of you dying in a plane crash are one in 11 million. And if you wear that seatbelt from a few miles up, you're probably not going to survive. So we wear our seatbelt in case we're there, we're the one in 11 million. But the cancer rates in a lifetime of an adult are one in two in the US. And what is anybody doing to be proactive? You know there's all these cancer centers do you see a lot of preventative centers around no so um we have to buckle up our seat belts on life there the obesity now is one in four and these are us statistics as of recent uh diabetes one in three cancer not one in seven anymore or one in four or one in three, it's one in two an adults in your lifetime in the U S and we need to be more proactive, not reactive. Proactive means get ahead of it. What can you do to better your odds and stay healthy? So it's like bucking up, buckling up your seatbelts on life is being proactive. Um, Activation, not supplementation. Um, And just reach out to world wellness expert and see about my upcoming seminars and click the, Hey, I want to biohack. Oh, when they get the free book today, within this next hour, there will be a link at the end of my chapter to biohack now. And if they click that, they can get started immediately.
1: Perfect. Well, I put the links for every single Amazon across the entirety of the world here in Facebook live. um, And I encourage you to get your copy of the book today for free. Melissa, thanks so much for spending some time with us here today.
3: I thank you very much. And yes, the world, if they're watching this live, they have about a half hour until 1 Eastern time to get this book for free on the link below or um, I guess Amazon. And then we'll soon have personalized autograph copies and bulk orders available on the website, Overcoming Life Obstacles. And I want to help a lot of the nonprofits as well so they can reach out to me as well. And Mm -hmm. yes, when they share this link, they're also going to be entered in to win personalized autograph copy by some of the authors. And I'm going to give a few of those out. The more times they share this link, the more entries they'll
1: get. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Steve, for having me. It's amazing. That is some very powerful stories. I hope you did get the book. Um, it's still available for you, of course, on Amazon. And you can begin to see how people overcome life's obstacles in their life. And then begin to get a vision for how you can overcome the obstacles in your own life. As all of us are rowing together on this ship of life towards our goal of living every day of our lives as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back.
2: could talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny.
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Welcome back. Now that we've heard some stories about people and how they've overcome, let's talk about some of the groundwork that we can do In overcoming in our own life and one of those has to do with research so what the reason why I put this person's book in with us is because I want you to hear what he's done in researching a subject that means a lot to him and that he wants to make a difference in every person in the world's life and and from that not only hopefully it'll make your life better as well but you'll learn how to overcome through researching and finding the information on the things that are important to you. Join me in welcoming John Lukacs. Hey, John, how are you doing today? Good. So tell us a little bit about you and how you discovered the
4: information for your book. How I discovered it. Well, um, this was kind of an unexpected uh, discovery. I, uh, I started out looking at this whole pandemic issue with a skeptical eye uh, when it began uh, last March. Uh, in 2020. And, um, you know, I just, it just didn't sit well with me. I didn't really buy it. And, um, you know, being a resourceful person, I just started looking everywhere. I was told not to look. And I just started finding things that, um, you know, really (laughs) outraged me quite a bit. I mean, mean, there was so much going on that I just felt like the world was uh, getting taken for a ride here. and I was, you know, frankly pretty shocked at how well that uh, that scam was working. Um, I started to uh, a blog about it, and um, uh, kind of converted a, a page of my business website uh, into a rant space at first, and then it started taking on a whole new life because people were really starting to read it, and the audience was growing and growing and growing, and this was a little bit unexpected. Um, so you know, from there, uh, you know, I was uh, I was approached by uh, uh, one of your folks actually, uh, who uh, encouraged me to you know publish a book about uh, some of the material I was putting there, and you know I I took that uh, um, I took that task up, but it was getting too dense. I mean, here I was really attacking this from every different angle. It just really started to look like a tone. Um, There was a period of time where, you know, I started to think, geez, man, maybe this is never gonna get done or maybe it's gonna be too long or whatever. Um, And then uh, I came upon something uh, around the time the the vaccines came out, which really kind of changed the game for me. Um, I was uh, looking at my various sources on the internet and I found uh, something where a person who I don't know who this person is, but they had managed to collect. Oh, geez, it was almost 400 pages of uh, deleted social media posts about people who were getting vaccinated and having these awful side effects. And when I saw that, uh, I mean, this is really stuff that's hard to read. There were so many personal accounts in there, and these were real people. You could tell that you know they had handles, and they were from Twitter and Reddit and. Uh, Facebook and countless others, and uh, I started thinking to myself, geez, you know, what's going on here is a whole lot of vaccine injury, and probably it's of less importance to discuss all the other aspects of the pandemic and probably just focus on these vaccines and what they're doing to people because I don't think that, you know, that message is getting out or that information is getting out, and sure enough, you know, it was being censored pretty much everywhere. Um, so, I started looking uh, really hard at these reports and, you know, then I learned how to get into the VAERS system and and read all the official reports the CDC was putting up and I got to tell you, man, I, I mean, I've read tens of thousands of these reports, more than anybody I know. And I started to see a lot of similarities in here. I couldn't really make out exactly what they what they meant at the time, but, Um, All this work and trying to make sense of it and talking with a couple of uh, doctor friends that uh, are close to my family, actually have some doctors in the family, and um, uh, all this led to a discovery uh, that was pretty pivotal to what I thought I had to do. And um, that was uh, the initial discovery of anaphylaxis and the man who discovered it and how he came to learn everything he did about it, um, and that really led me to a conclusion, which I was, you know, dumbstruck when I when I found it. It, it seemed to make so much sense. It was so easy. It was so simple, um, and it explained everything that I was seeing in these reports. And so uh, I, you know, I subsequently did a whole lot of research around uh, this man's work and uh, checked my findings with uh, some specialists and, and some other people who, you know, have uh, significant medical backgrounds. And I, I was right. I mean, they were telling me, look, I, I think you're really on something here. So that became uh, the subject material for the book that, you know, basically we're offering today. Um, it's, Uh, you know, it's actually very easy to understand. It's not, you know, I didn't write this for, uh, you know, medical professional, even though it's kind of a medical thesis. It's really written for everyday people uh, to learn a little something about how their immune system works, how vaccines are supposed to work, how this particular one isn't working and exactly what it's doing. And, um, you know, I took into account a lot of other theories from a lot of other uh, notable folks who were you know being censored out of the news and out of the feeds everywhere um, but uh, really I felt like the, the the discovery I made was much simpler it, it seemed to encompass everything that they were saying that were much more uh, technical uh, hard to follow um, you know complex biological processes with every Time, resulting in illnesses of every kind. I mean, they were all describing uh, a theory, which um, is about 108 years old today. Uh, and it doesn't, um, it doesn't conflict with it at all. So um, what I, um, what I try to write my book about was uh, the subject of anaphylaxis and how these vaccines are inducing uh, some form of anaphylaxis and how that, uh, that one simple fact is being obfuscated in uh, thousands of different ways, uh, to conceal the fact that this, uh, vaccine is dangerous. These COVID vaccines going around, they are extremely dangerous. And I tend to believe that they only have one purpose and that one purpose is a depopulation effort. I mean, I'm going to just come right out and say it. This uh, effort to vaccinate everybody on the planet, I firmly believe after everything that I've read, and I mean thousands of hours of research into every angle, I honestly believe this is a depopulation tool, that it's a kind of bio weapon. And I think it's being unleashed on the population. And there is a way, I believe, uh, to stop it. And stopping it involves uh, a process of proving that that's what it's doing and I I believe that what I have here in my book is uh, a simple way uh, for a person without access to all the data that these companies are collecting which nobody ever really gets real access to uh, it's a way for uh, somebody to uh, figure this out with simple blood work possibly some uh, sophisticated uh, analysis of that blood work, but I think it's a way to uh, to prove that they are actually causing injury and uh, get around all the smoke and mirrors that are thrown up by the companies manufacturing them that disguise the fact that uh, that they are injuring people. So I wanted to give people a way uh, to fight back. I wanted to give them a way to prove it, uh, and I wanted to sort of explain it in a simple enough terms that, you know, anybody contesting this kind of assertion wouldn't get lost in the muck of all the uh, things that they throw in, in your way to disprove whatever you're trying to prove.
1: And there is so much that you unpack in the book, and that's why a person needs to get the book. They need to join the conversation um, as well as at your blog. Can you give us your blog address so that people that want to be and go deeper into this with you can do so?
4: Yeah, sure. And And, you know, one thing I'll say about that is I've been uh, just writing (laughs) incessantly since last March, and sometimes you know I'd put up a a couple of posts uh, every two days, and um, there's a tremendous amount of information there on everything that I don't have the space to cover in the book. Um, And you know it's not a professional site; it's basically my business website. I have a small little contracting organization in the neighborhood that I live in. Um, it was never really all that big. I'm semi-retired, um, and it's just a page on that website. So um, my company is called Estate Artistry, uh, and it's estateartistry.com slash blog, and it's just the last page on that site, and on that blog page, there's no real way of organization, organizing it except by month, but there are thousands and thousands and thousands of pages of information covering every aspect of that here. So I would encourage people to look there and just just browse, you know, just look look for anything. Start anywhere, read anything, see what you think.
1: Perfect. Well John, I really appreciate you for having written the book and for spending some time with me on the show here today. Well, thank you. Knowledge is power. Information is key. Get the information that you need to know and then make a powerful, wise decision based off of having information. That's how you are going to overcome in your own life. We're going to take another commercial break and we will be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur.
2: an author who's on a mission stand out with your brand out It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny.
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Welcome back. Last but absolutely most importantly is prayer. We need to surround everything that we do in prayer and whatever you believe in, you need to Look for that thing that goes above us and goes to allowing ourselves to be centered in what's really important and in where the real answer is. Because really, when it comes to overcoming more than anything else, it's not something we're going to do by ourselves. We need someone greater than us to do it. Join me in welcoming Juanita Smith. Hey, Juanita, how you doing today? I'm doing well, Steve. How are you? I'm doing good. (laughs)
5: It's a pleasure to chat with with you this afternoon.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So your book is called The Pandemic Prayer Book. Um, Tell me a little bit about, first of all, just yourself in general and and how you show up in the world.
5: Okay. well, um, my name is Juanita Smith. I am a published author. I've been writing for a number of years. I started off writing um, plays and then I branched off into writing books, several books. But most of the books I have written is basically on prayer, various prayers. Um, And this particular book is specifically designed for the pandemic. And how this book came about, I was praying one evening And God just placed it in my spirit He says, write a book on the pandemic, strategic prayers, strategic, strategically designed for the pandemic that's happening now in our world. We have prayers for uh, prevention of the pandemic. Those who were affected by the pandemic. I have a prayer on post Um, COVID for those that um, were negative and now they are, uh, for those who are positive and now they're negative and specific prayer designed for that. And I also have a prayer for plagues that are eventually going to be coming on our land eventually based upon the Bible.
1: It has been a very, interesting and often trying last year plus now um, when it comes to the pandemic. um, What are some of the insights that came to you early that helped you know that uh, this is what we needed in order to be able to get through?
5: Well, first of all, when um, the coronavirus came out, um, no one knew exactly what it was. They said it was airborne. But they were still researching. They didn't really know exactly what it was, um, how it arrived, um, which in turn caused fear and caused people to go in panic mode, sort of, being that they weren't aware of what was going on. Um, then with the lockdown, social distancing, it caused people to, sad to say, a lot of people were depressed. You know, a lot of people had family members that were affected with COVID. I myself um, had three family members who were um, diagnosed with COVID. My mother, uh, my uncle, and a cousin of mine. And thank God they came out well. Um, They both were healed. Um, So I just praise God that neither one of them passed. But my heart goes out to those that have family members who did pass from um, COVID. But I'm just believing that things would get better. That, that's all we can do is continue to pray and believe God and trust God. That's all we can do.
1: Absolutely. So, and this is such an unfair question. It's kind of like asking you which of your children is your favorite, but of all the sections of the book, what part today is your favorite part?
5: Hmm. Well, actually several. Um, But I will say the prayer for those that have family and friends or loved ones who were diagnosed with the pandemic um, infection. And that one um, is my favorite. The reason why it's my favorite is because a lot of people have had family members and friends and loved ones who were diagnosed with the COVID and they did not know what to do. So in the interim, God gave me a specific prayer um, regarding that. And if you don't mind, can I read a bit of it? If you don't mind?
1: Absolutely, I would love for you to.
5: Okay, and I also have prayer points after each specific um, prayer. This one's quite lengthy, but the most important thing is that it serves the purpose. That's the most important thing. Oh, by the way, Steve, I've had um, people who contacted me saying that they had loved ones who had COVID and they purchased my book. They prayed this specific prayer that I'm about to read and their family members were healed within seven days. That's amazing. So God is good. Yeah. So I'm going to start reading. And this is... um, a prayer for those that have family, friends, or loved ones diagnosed with the pandemic infection. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's quite lengthy, but I'm just going to read um, a portion of it, if that's all right.
1: Yes, absolutely. Read as much of it as you can. Yeah.
5: Heavenly Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Heavenly Father, I bring my loved one before you, and I ask that you forgive them for all of their sins and iniquities. Trespasses and transgressions. And I ask you to cover their sins, iniquities, trespasses, and transgressions with the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and to cleanse them from all unrighteousness. Heavenly Father, thank you for your everlasting love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Heavenly Father, the doctors have told my loved one that they have the coronavirus. Lord, I know that they are scared and you are their only source of hope. Lord Jesus, move as the great physician in my loved one's life in Jesus' name. I stand on your word, which says, my loved one will not die, but live to declare the glorious works of the Lord. Fill my loved one with your love and cast out fear from their heart. Heal my loved one and they shall be healed. No evil will before them, neither shall any plague come nigh their dwelling, but you have given your angels charge over them to keep my loved one in all their ways. In my loved one's pathway is life, healing, and health. Jesus, you took their infirmities and bore their sicknesses. Therefore, my loved one refuses to allow the coronavirus to dominate their body. Blood of Jesus, sanitize. Sanitize my loved one's blood in Jesus' name. Blood of Jesus, sanitize my loved one's cells in Jesus' name. Blood of Jesus, sanitize my loved one's lungs in Jesus' name. Blood of Jesus, sanitize my loved one's body in Jesus' name. The life of God flows within my loved one, bringing healing to every fiber of their being. My loved one is redeemed from the curse of this coronavirus, because Christ became a curse for them. As your word says, curse is everyone who hangs upon a tree. And there's more to it, but I also have um, prayer points behind each prayer, and I'm going to read a couple of prayer points. Okay. We superimpose the power of the blood of Jesus upon every spike of this coronavirus in my loved one's body in Jesus' name. We lose Holy Ghost fire to destroy every spike of this coronavirus in my loved one's body in Jesus' name. We rebuke fever and difficulty in breathing in Jesus' name. We dismantle every power of the coronavirus within their body in Jesus' name. We rebuke, dismantle, and destroy the infection in my loved one's upper respiratory system in Jesus' name. We rebuke runny nose, coughing, and sore throat in Jesus' name. The coronavirus shall not kill my loved one, nor hinder them from fulfilling their purpose and destiny in the earth. Every root of the coronavirus in my loved one's body and life, we command you to be uprooted and consumed by the fire of God in Jesus' name. We command good health to enter into my loved one's body in Jesus' name. This coronavirus shall not rise up a second time in my loved one's body and life in Jesus' name. And we forbid it to return in their body in Jesus' name. We invoke the fire of God to consume into ashes every opposing spirit delaying me and my family's healing from manifesting in their lives in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus, for healing and delivering my loved one from the coronavirus. And that's just the of the prayer points that I read. And that follows, uh, that is following the prayer for those that have family and friends and loved ones that were diagnosed with the coronavirus.
1: Mm, that's really good stuff. You know, the Bible makes it clear that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their lands. It doesn't say anything about, who's elected, uh, who the president is, who, you know, whatever, it's about us really taking the time to pray. Would you agree with I that? Agree.
5: I absolutely, I absolutely agree. I occur, I concur.
1: A lot of people have been struck with fear, even more so than the disease itself. What would you say to people who are finding themselves living in a place of fear these days?
5: Well, the reason why fear um was dominant and people's lives is because the coronavirus was unknown. So therefore, when you're not, if you don't have um a revelation or if you don't have um a reason or meaning of what a disease is, of course fear is gonna arise. The same thing with um HIV, when HIV first came out and AIDS first came out, and people didn't even have an understanding of what it is, and that created um, people to be fearful because they didn't have an understanding of what it is or what it was, and the same thing with the coronavirus.
1: The book is called The Pandemic Prayer Book. Um, for people who would like to go deeper with you, can they get in contact with you?
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. They absolutely can, and they can get in contact with me um, via email, and my email is um, m s and mary s s and sam, Juanita Smith at hotmail.com, and that's j u a n s and Nancy i t s and Thomas a s s and Sam m i t h at hotmail.com. Again, that's Miss Juanita Smith, M S, Juanita Smith at hotnote.com.
1: I do encourage people to reach out to Juanita. More importantly, go to Amazon, get the book, the Pandemic Prayer Book. It's available. There's also customized versions of it specifically for the UK, for Canada, for the United States, if you want to look at those ones specifically. But anywhere you are in the world, there is the main Pandemic Prayer Book that will serve you and is for you. Juanita, do you have any, uh, concluding remarks for us before we end today.
5: Um, since you mentioned um, fear, is it okay if I read a portion of the sure. prayer against the spirit of fear and the fear prayer points behind absolutely. that, would that be all right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, this is um, a prayer against the spirit of fear since um, the spirit of fear has been running rampant in our world. Heavenly Father, there is so much going on in the world right now that concerns me and that is, and that is causing me to fear. I know that you are not the source of worry, anxiety, and fear. You are a God of peace. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to shower me with your peace, engulf me with your peace. Heavenly Father, it is written in your word that will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Holy Spirit, I ask that you help me to keep my thoughts and minds stayed on the Lord Jesus Christ during these challenging times we are living in. Help me, Holy Spirit, to trust God during these challenging times we are living in. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I speak to my heart and I command it to not be troubled and neither let it be afraid during these challenging times. I ask for your peace, Lord Jesus. I receive your peace. I decree and declare that I am anxious for nothing. I thank you for guarding my heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Thank you for your great peace, Lord Jesus. I receive your peace. I refuse to fear because God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I have a few prayer points, just three. In the name of Jesus, I refuse to fear because God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? I will fear no evil, no flu, no coronavirus, no plague, and no pestilence, for God is with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will not feel, I will not fear the coronavirus. For God is with me, his rod and his staff will comfort me. I do not have a heart of fear. I decree and declare that I have a heart of faith in Jesus' name. I am strong and of good courage. I am not afraid. Neither am I dismayed. For the Lord my God is with me wheresoever I go. Therefore, I will not fear the coronavirus and I will not feel any sickness or disease or any plague or any pestilence. For God is with me and he will protect me as I go my way. In Jesus'
1: name. Amen. Please do, everybody, get the Pandemic Prayer Book. Uh, It's available on Amazon right now. Juanita, thank you so much for taking some time with us on the show here today.
5: Well, thank you so much for having me, Steve.
1: I know that you know that there are so many more nuances to overcoming in life. But those three things, learning from other people, doing the research, and then most importantly, turning to prayer, turning to a higher power, somebody that really can impact and make a difference in this world. Those are some really basic steps in how to overcome. And it's important that you overcome because you are special. You are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. We need you to overcome. Now, life is gonna throw us obstacles. Things are gonna happen, COVID, and then the whole world's in a pandemic. And next thing you know, we are finding ourselves needing to overcome. Maybe you've had some really difficult financial hardships. Maybe things have gone really well for you. I mean, I know people who would spend both sides of that. Maybe you have questions that need answers. What I can tell you specifically is, by learning the lessons from other people, by doing the research, and then by turning to God in prayer, you have a really good three-step formula for being able to overcome, and then to live as a thriving entrepreneur. I really want that for you. I hope that you are happy, safe, warm and loved, That you know how special and wonderful you are. And that in everything you do, you live as a thriving entrepreneur. Until we're together again next time, I hope that you have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
2: Who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes. Yourbestsellertoday.com This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you gotta do is book a call. Yourbestsellertoday.com Go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's gonna happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny.